Hello and welcome to Seeing God in the Everyday with Dan James. My name is Dan James and I am so glad and honored that you are with me here this week as we look for God in the everyday world, as we see him in the everyday. I just want to say thank you for joining me this week and we're going to have a great show But I hinted last week about some cool things in the future. Well, the future is now. And I just wanted to give you a couple new things that are happening. Um, We do have a brand new Facebook page, a Seeing God in the Everyday Facebook page. If you just go to facebook.com and type in Seeing God in the Everyday, it should come up. It should pop up. But if not, I do have the link in the show notes. So you can go to the show notes and just click on it, open up your Facebook, and then just join the Facebook group there. Also, we are running a new Twitter page, and it is at uh, twitter.com slash C underscore everyday. That's twitter.com slash C underscore everyday, and that will get you to our Twitter page. And I try to post things every day on the Twitter page. And it's also an opportunity where you can communicate with me back and we can, uh, again, like one of the things I want to do is build a community with this podcast. So the community is not just one-sided, It's so I don't want to just be the only one talking, uh, saying things. I want to hear from you and I want to hear about the things that you're going through. Hopefully there'll be, again, more things where we can come together and talk about. So that's on our Twitter page at twitter.com slash c underscore every day and then if you want to just email me straight up you can email me at seeing god in the everyday it's just one long word no spaces seeing god in the everyday at gmail.com and that's seeing god in the everyday at gmail.com. So as the podcast is uh, growing and we are growing and that's an exciting thing Uh, Hopefully, we're going to be able to continue to add more opportunities to interact and more opportunities to get some information out where I can uh, interact with you and put up some things where God is just uh, hitting me every day. I know we do the weekly podcast here, but I'm trying to get things out every day and post things every day to just be an encouragement for you. So uh, you can open up your Twitter or your Facebook and there'll be a nice encouragement for you every day. And there's some other things down the pike, so uh, just hang in there and continue to listen. Also, if you have the opportunity in the app that you listen to your podcast to give a rating and to give a a five-star or a star uh, rating, please do that. That helps me out. Um, that also helps out those hosts that are hosting the podcast that this might be something good that they could promote. And that this might be something good that the other people would like to hear. And also, if you could, tell your friends. Let other people know. If you're enjoying this podcast and you're uh, getting something out of it, which is awesome to me, you know, let other people know. Uh, Right now, there are people from different countries around the world that are listening. It's just an awesome thing to uh, be able to see that there are just people that are being encouraged and people that are people that are just looking for God in the everyday, and people that uh, are not just focusing on a Sunday Christianity thing, but that God is with you every day, and He's a part of your life every day. So, well, that's where we are right now, and I am so glad that you're here with us. 
Now, on to the show. And welcome back. So this past weekend, I had the privilege to go to somewhere I had never been before. From Central Florida, it's hard to believe that it's only like three hours away. And it's the country of Guatemala. And I was invited about a year ago to go. Did not go. Did not get the opportunity to go. And so we just um, had a team that was going this past weekend and I was able to jump on and be a part of that team and be able to go. What a beautiful country. I didn't know a whole lot about Guatemala, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I knew it was in Central America. I knew it had the Mayan ruins and I knew that it was next to Belize and at one time Guatemala was the center of Central America. Uh, It was actually the capital of all Central America when it was all kind of one country. So it's kind of got a real interesting history. It's really got a, it was also the height of the Mayan Empire was in that area. And there's like volcanoes everywhere and there's mountains and there's beautiful lakes and beautiful rivers. It's just an amazing country. I was excited to go, and like I said, I didn't know a lot about it. I've learned a lot more since being there. Uh, Our host, Pastor Abner, uh, we watched this video, and it was like a documentary. It was just showing you all the amazing parts of Guatemala. That's kind of how the guy said it on the video. But it was just, it was awesome. Pastor Abner was like, yo, maybe next time when you come, we'll go to this place or we'll go to this place. I was sitting there going, yes, yes. The next time we come, we will definitely go to this lake or we'll go to the, see the black sand beaches or go and see the ruins. Um, I would love to do all that. It's just amazing how beautiful this country is. And it's, and it's interesting because it's one of those things like if you didn't know where it was, you wouldn't find it because the forest is so lush. We were driving around and coming from Guatemala City, you wouldn't even know where a town was. It would be like all of a sudden you would come around the corner and there was this town, this beautiful old Catholic church that was built, you know, a couple hundred years ago and the little city square and the town that was all around it. It was just, it was gorgeous. It was such an amazing thing to be there and to uh, visit and see that country. Now, I will admit we were only there for a few days, so I didn't get to do a lot. But what we did do was amazing. One of the things we did get a chance to was go to the city of Antigua. And Antigua is just awesome. That's the only thing I can explain it. It's just city block after city block, road after road of just this beautiful colonial period architecture. The city is a, um, I believe it's a UNESCO heritage site now. So everything is preserved. Everything is like, you know, you walk up to it and you touch it. And it's like, you know, the 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 paint on the walls, you know, it's, it's, you know, years and years old, you know, if not hundreds of years old. We went inside a couple of the restaurants, uh, just walked around because they all had these inner courtyards that were just beautiful with fountains and gardens. And then they would always have these, um, uh, the people there were working and, and creating art and creating things that you got to see. And you just 
walked around the city and like I said, street after street, it was just one beautiful building after another, one courtyard after another, that colonial style. Um, It's still preserved. It has the huge basilica, has the old palace where the governor for Central America used to live. It has the, the old barracks where the military was hosted for years and years and years. It's just a gorgeous place. And as you walk through it, I mean, it really does feel like you're walking back in time. One of the things that we did get to see is that Guatemala is surrounded by volcanoes. So there is a lot of earthquakes, a lot of volcanoes, volcanic activity that's happened over the the centuries that the country has been a country. We went up to one of the one of the old church buildings, one of the old uh, basilicas that was damaged, one of the earthquakes. And the people don't know, there's nothing to say when this building was there. As far as they know, the building's at least 300, if not 400 years old, broken in and fallen in a little bit uh, because it had gone through a couple earthquakes and was damaged. And they've kind of built some support things to keep it, you know, because it's, you know, it's it's just a beautiful thing of architecture and it's a it's a beautiful relic of the past. And it was so neat because outside of this old church was like a market and the people were buying and selling things and, and stuff. And it was just, it was so cool because I was thinking of back in the day when the Catholic church, even in, you know, Western American time, you know, one of the first buildings you would build when you start a city is you would put up a church and the church would be the center of the city. Everything evolved around that or revolved around the church and the church building. It was still neat to see that this building, after 300, 400 years later, was still doing that. It was still being there and being used as the center of the people coming out. And they were, like I said, buying and selling and uh, just having a good time. Plus, the food was amazing. We ate such good food, and maybe I'll have a special podcast because I I could talk about all the food we ate for days and all the podcasts. And but also from Antigua, you can look out and you can see two volcanoes. Actually, there's technically three I think that are visible, but you can see you know plain as day they just kind of tower over the city. And one of them was uh, is Fuego, which is in Spanish fire, and that is is the volcano that erupted about two years ago and caused quite a bit of damage. The pastor that we were there with, uh, he was talking about how his greenhouses and were damaged and there was a lot of damage to the local economy and to the the farming and things like that but in two years everything's bounced back because the soil is is so good and the climate is so good that uh, even when they have a volcano or an earthquake they bounce right back and they get right back to it so that was one of the most amazing things was going and walking around the city of Antigua. And if you get the chance to go, it was amazing. Here, I'm going to get on kind of my travel vlog thing here and just say, you know, if you get a chance to go to Antigua, do it. It's it's very inexpensive to fly there from the States. You can go there. You can stay and right in city center. Um, there's hotels everywhere that are right there. The food is great. Believe it or not, a lot of people, if everybody speaks English, English. Um, So those of you English speakers, you can walk around, you can talk to people. We were out at night um, and it was very, we felt very safe on a Saturday night walking around. So, you know, if you get a chance to go to Antigua, there's my uh, Antigua tourism thing for the, uh, for the podcast. They, they're not paying me, but I just wanted to tell you, it was just awesome. One of the reasons why I was in Guatemala is we were doing some work at a church there 
we were doing some work with the people and the leadership that's there and and helping them grow. There is a lot of uh, opportunity in Guatemala. Guatemala is a very free state. There's churches everywhere. There's um, every denominations there. It's not like primarily a Catholic society. The Catholicism has kind of mixed with the Mayan culture, and there's some kind of interesting things and traditions and stuff that they're doing that's that's not really biblical, and it's not just the Catholic Church. There are a lot of the Christian churches churches that are doing it too. So we were down there kind of teaching. We were teaching about a little bit about marriage, teaching about leadership, and also teaching about standing firm in what you believe in what the Bible says. So we had an amazing time down there. One of the coolest things that we did is we got to meet a lot of people. I know a lot of times when you go somewhere, if you go somewhere as a tourist, basically you meet some people, but you're basically meeting, you know, the store owner or the hotel person or, you know, your restaurant person. It's pretty awesome when we go on these mission trips because we get to meet everybody. Um, We get to meet, you know, because they come to the church from rich to poor, you know, from we met, you know, a lawyer to a doctor to someone who runs a little shop basically on the street side. And you get to just meet everybody and you get to talk to everybody. The people of Guatemala were so nice. They were so fun. That was one of the things I took away with was that how much fun, how uplifting it was talking to them, listening to them and listening to how they feel about their country and how they feel about that they believe their families and stuff. And it was really cool. I loved being there and hanging out with the people. It was just a lot of fun. It was uh, it was really cool to listen about culture from not just, you know, the tourism board or just from a a store owner, but it was from everyday people. That was a blast. Uh, we had so much fun there. The weekend kind of culminated. We did a, an outside church service in Antigua, or just outside of Antigua. I just got to say, it was it was beautiful. We were in this beautiful park. The temperature was about 72 degrees, nice breeze. It was, it was gorgeous. And so we were outside and doing this worship service and doing the church service. And then at the end of the church service, they were doing a, a quinceanera. And I hope I'm saying that close to being right. But there was a young girl turning 15. And they celebrate, I think it's called quinceanera. And what that is, it's celebrating of your 15th birthday. I have never seen one of these before. I've heard about it, but I am i don't have a, a Latin uh, history in my family. I've never celebrated. I never even knew someone who did celebrate it you know, or went to and went to one and celebrated one. But after the church service, the pastor came out and they had this quinceanera. Again, like I said, I didn't know what was to happen, didn't know what was to go on, but we all stood up and then this beautiful young girl comes out with her father in her arm, or their arm in arm together, and she's wearing a beautiful dress and, and he's dressed up in a nice suit. And they come walking in and stand before the pastor. The pastor shares a message, an encouraging message to her about now that she has become a woman and now that she's um, leaving the childish things behind and moving in maturity uh, to womanhood, basically. And then he spoke about purity and he spoke about how your love for Jesus, how it should grow. You're no longer attached to the beliefs of your parents, but now you have to grow in your own beliefs. This was beautiful. You know, pastor who spoke, he just really laid out just this beautiful message to this young girl and to the family and to the church 
in general that was there, all the people that were there um, to celebrate. Plus there were other young girls there and young boys um, that were there to celebrate. And he's just kind of laying out the importance of your youth and the importance of when you get this opportunity, the move from being a child to being an adult and how that process happens. And it granted, it doesn't happen all at once on your 15th birthday, but he was talking about how the process happens and how we are supposed to leave the childish things behind and move into adulthood. To me, that was just a beautiful, beautiful picture of what we should be doing as believers, is that when we come to Christ, we, we don't know anything. Or if we know something, it's usually not grounded in truth because it was taken from this and that and the other, you know, maybe a little bit of television, maybe a little bit of a friend, maybe a little bit of some past church experiences. But until we come to Christ, we really don't have a good understanding. And the the Bible says that we're basically like babes. We're like children. There should be a time when we're growing. There should be a time when we move away from being on milk to eat meat, to eat what adults would eat and to grow up. Being a part of that service, it was just beautiful. I I loved every bit of it. The picture of the dad, and it it seemed to me, I know the whole family was involved, but it seemed to me to be a very dad-daughter type thing. And since I have a daughter, it really made me think about it. You know, it really made me think about the, the importance of the father showing that true loving relationship to his daughter so that she understands that her father in heaven and how he loves her. And also as she continues to grow in adulthood, how that man who's going to be her husband, how he should treat her and how he would love her. And I just thought it was beautiful. And the cool things about it was uh, they had the big celebration. The dad sang a song to her, which was just adorable because, you know, mama was standing in the back and she's got just big old tears running down her face. Grandma and grandpa, they're all crying. It was just, it was just really cool. And he kept getting choked up and the daughter was um, tearing up and stuff. And it, it was just a really neat thing. Something I hadn't seen before. And it was just, it was so cool to see. And then they finished up by having the, um, they cut the cake, had a big birthday celebration. We all kind of danced a little bit and had a good time. But that was just so cool, and it was a great ending to a weekend that started off with a marriage conference, then talked about growing as a leader, and then finished up with the uh, Quien Sierra. Wow, what a cool time. Guatemala was amazing, and I'm going to share a little bit more probably the next few weeks about some of the things that we taught and some of the things that we saw while we were there uh, more indefinitely, but I I just thought this was a cool thing that I wanted to share. I wanted y'all to know because... um, I think sometimes we get we do get bogged down in raising kids or in our life and stuff like that that we forget to see the beauty in some things and we forget to to stop and just go wow here's a moment we need to snapshot this we need to you know and I didn't don't mean take pictures of it we need to make a big deal about this moment and that was just so cool to be a part of so yeah that was awesome my trip to Guatemala y'all should do it sometime
So for the final segment this week, I want to talk about something that happened in my own backyard this week. That is the Daytona 500. Now, if you don't know what the Daytona 500 is, it is a car race. It's NASCAR, stock car racing that has got a long history here in Central Florida, especially in Daytona. The Motor Speedway is massive. It's just this amazing uh, two and a half mile track, massive speedway. Uh, as you drive around it, it, it's just kind of inspiring because it's just just this huge thing. So this weekend was the Daytona 500. And if you don't know, there's like about five or six different races that go on different things that are happening. Just a busy, busy week for those here in the Daytona and Central Florida area. But I want to talk a little bit at the end of the race, and if you might have heard or you might have seen it, there was a crash at the end of the race. And many times at the end of these races, everybody's going 100% or 110%. They're pushing their cars to the limit. They're going as fast as they can, as hard as they can, because they're trying to win. Usually what happens is there's a accident or there's a smash up and it's you know real exciting and car pieces are flying everywhere and somebody wins the race that was no different this year at the daytona 500 this time there was a big push right at the end everybody was going 110 percent. everybody was just going as fast as they could well there was an accident and one car hit another car next thing you know there was a car flying through the air which is spectacular and exciting and crazy Then another car hit the car that was flying in the air, and it shot it back up in the air. And then the car fell and hit the ground and spun out and slid and caught on fire. And it was actually went from, wow, that's awesome, that's crazy, to holy cow, this is scary. This is a very scary moment. It's interesting because if you've grown up in the South and stuff, you've seen a lot of NASCAR races and you've seen a lot of races that, you know, end up in crashes and stuff. And it's, it's kind of gotten common to just see a car crash on these races and the driver gets out and he waves his hand over his head like he's okay. You know, the ambulance shows up and everybody's all right. And they, you know, everybody lives happily ever after and they tow the car off the, the the track but this one was different this one caught on fire and it kind of brought back uh, for many people as I was reading the whole thing with when Dale Earnhardt actually died on that racetrack and Dale Earnhardt was a very famous driver for NASCAR and he actually died during the Daytona 500 a lot of people were just kind of scared that this was that bad um they came out and they did the black tarp thing which means they were covering the car up. And the man who was in the accident, his name was Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman's a driver who's been with the uh, NASCAR for years. Very established driver, very good driver. He's a guy that um, has been you know, doing this for years. This was not a new thing for him. Everyone was just kind of took a step back because you never want to see someone go through this. Plus, he has a family. He's got two very young girls. And for two days here in Central Florida, you know, the news reports have just been, you know, they're giving us a little bit of information. Uh, yesterday, he woke up. He was kind of, um, he was in a coma and now he's not in a coma. He kind of woke up. He's doing better. His injuries are not life-threatening, but they're critical or serious. We'll see how he's doing. Well, two days later, today, he actually walked out of the hospital which is amazing. And when you look at the accident and you look what happened, the fact that he was able to walk out of the hospital is just kind of crazy. I was thinking about it because the picture I saw was he walked out with his two daughters, one in each hand. And it, it, it just, 
again, it brought a joy, number one, that he wasn't seriously hurt, but number two, to have that moment with his daughters and his family, the importance of family, the importance of having um, those who you love close to you. It just made me start to think about the importance of family and the importance of having that family. And it made me think about what we saw when I was down in Guatemala this last week and how important family was there. And so I kind of wanted to end up with that as the theme of the week is that um, the importance of family and why it is important for us to to have our family and to be encouraged by our family, what they mean to us. And it was just a beautiful thing. And I hope that Ryan Newman is going to be 100%. And I hope he's out there racing again very soon because that's just kind of cool. You know, something that was looked to be a real tragedy uh, turns out to be a real triumph. And um, I wanted to leave you with that positive note and just kind of a little excitement as you go into your next week. Again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I, I love doing it. And I love to hear from you. In the show notes, I'll have our new Facebook, Twitter, and I'll have the email listed. And if you want to get involved and and get back with me and contact me to let me know what's going on, I would love to see how God is moving in your life. And so you can do that by catching up with me on Twitter or on the Facebook page, or just like I said, shoot me an email. Well, thank you guys so much. And I hope you guys are enjoying this podcast Uh, again. If you haven't, subscribe and also let a friend know so that they can be encouraged as well. Well, that's all we got for you this week. Thank you all so much and God bless.